Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, everybody. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I hope everyone's doing well. The world seems to be opening up. People are outside smiling. Hope you're doing well here in this middle of May. Schools are starting to wind down. Graduations are happening. Congratulations are flying around thick and fast. So with that being said, I hope everyone's doing well as per usual. Uh, And that does mean that we are now officially in the dog days of college basketball. Yeah, college basketball has all of a sudden faded out of people's consciousness once again. The Final Four was fun. Baylor won the championship. People were shocked. Gonzaga went on their their run for immortality. UCLA had a a fun couple weeks there pushing the limits, pushing Gonzaga to overtime in a miraculous shot. But, hey, the NFL draft comes. The NFL announces their schedule. Baseball happens. The NBA is heading towards its playoffs. And here we are. It's May 13th in college basketball. It's essentially been removed from the national consciousness, right? But that's why we're here. That's why we do this program to talk about Kansas basketball 24-7, 365, or at least, you know, 25 to 35 or 25 to 30 minutes a week. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, Believe Podcast Network, your number one home for professionals. Do you believe in our teams? Do you believe? Here's what I believe. With it officially being the dog days of college basketball, I figured, and like I mentioned, the NBA is heading towards its real season, if you will. I I will do a a few looks at a couple old friends who are making some big bucks on the big show. Although there is some college basketball recruiting news. Some of it is directly proportional or directly affecting Kansas. Some news about what is now truly an old friend. So really let's get right into it. You can always contact me, Jonas Nordman. Uh, Let me know your thoughts, concerns, questions, opinions, Zodiac information. Is Mercury in retrograde? Who knows? Some people do. So I told you, I think it was last week. Hey, keep an eye out. A couple weeks from last week, Ty Ty Washington, uh, the coveted recruit who had decommitted from Creighton after Greg McDermott said some racially insensitive remarks to his team. So Ty Ty decommits, and he said, you know what? Change it all. Need some attention. Well, I don't know if that's what it really was, but... Maybe he had already truly made his decision, and I'm going to go on Center. So he pushed his announcement up to yesterday at, I believe it was 9 Eastern on Center. He was considering Kentucky. He was considering Kansas. He was considering Arizona. You know, the usual power players. Granted, Arizona doesn't have a head coach right now. And Ty Ty Washington, five-star point guard, chose Kentucky. So 
Congratulations to the young man for making that choice in his life. Hopefully it works out for the best. So Ty Ty goes to KY. And Kansas basketball fans are now saying bye-bye to Ty Ty. So uh, some people will consider that another swing and a miss recruiting-wise for Kansas. I I think that's fair. No guy who decommitted was available. Uh, Clearly reconsidered, saw Kansas and said, "Uh, I'm at least going to consider this. And they struck out on it. Is it the biggest deal in the world? No, I don't believe so. Right now, Kansas's roster is relatively set. Uh, you take into account also that they have some potential draft hopefuls and guys like Ochai Jalen Wilson. Those are some big decisions. Perhaps you would think bigger decisions. They'll have a bigger impact on Kansas's future for the upcoming year. But... I think it's fair to say that it would have been an impactful signing or, or, or an impactful recruit for the reasons that I've mentioned before, and that the best Kansas teams tend to have a dynamic point guard making things happen. I don't want to say necessarily just a scoring point guard, but yeah, Bill Self's best teams have had a decent amount of scoring from the point guard position. So they brought in Ty Ty. Uh, there was a good potential for that to happen again. You still have the kid coming in from Drake, Yosefu. You still have Pettiford, the recruit, who decommitted from Louisville. So there's potential there. But as I mentioned last week, it doesn't hurt to have talent on the roster, right? And last year, Kansas was missing some dynamism from the point guard position. Marcus Garrett, steady, truly more of a floor general, not even really truly a point guard, more of a point guard in a pinch. If needed, Dewan Harris, truly a floor general. You sort of hold your head in amazement if he provides any scoring. So, yeah, Kansas could have used some more explosiveness from that position, and they didn't get it from Ty Ty Washington. Now, I do move on, and I'm not too worked up over this because I do have a pipe dream in the works that I want to get to right now. I'm not too worked up over losing Washington because there is now a, another player on the market. <laughs> Look, this, this transfer transfer portal, this free transfer, no sitting out has truly created free agency in college basketball, right? It's like your favorite. What's your favorite pro sport? NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL. It's like my team could really use X position. Oh, look who's on the market right now. And that's how I'm feeling about college basketball right now. Because as of yesterday, two days ago, a really solid point guard that Kansas fans are familiar with because he has ripped KU to shreds in two games over the last couple of seasons is now available. And a guy who was recruited initially by Kansas. It's a funny name, but it's one you'll instantly recognize if you watch Kansas even relatively religiously. Remy Martin, point guard, formerly Arizona State. This is a guy who is an intense defender, and he can score. He's also old. <laughs> you know, he's 22 years old now. He's a senior. He's a, he's a grad transfer. And, and I think he's exactly what Kansas needs. Last year, 19 points per game. 
three and three point seven assists per game, but shot forty three percent from the field. I think he's exactly what Kansas needs. In fact, he's averaged nineteen point one points per game the last two seasons, so he's consistent, which is what Kansas desperately needed last year. Just an ounce of consistency. So he's out there. He was pretty heavily recruited when he was coming out of Sierra Canyon High School, which, again, I've mentioned it before, but if you're not not familiar with the high school, that is currently where Bronny James, LeBron James Jr. goes. Uh, That's where, well, he actually went to school with Marvin Bagley, who's currently in the NBA. Uh, Kansas fans may remember Cassius Stanley, who's now in the NBA, formerly of Duke. He went to Sierra Canyon. So it's a basketball factory. Remy Martin is solid. Now, I did see a whisper that Remy Martin is maybe just going to go pro. That's some Twitter fodder. All the official headlines online are saying that he's looking to transfer and stay collegiate. And I think I'm looking right at it. I'm visualizing. That's the perfect signing. (laughs) It sounds like free agency because it sort of is. But senior leadership, guy who's been through the battles, knows how to win, knows how to score. I think he checks every box. And I bring up Sierra Canyon because I've had the chance to speak with people within Sierra Canyon who have said their program, their principal, respects the heck out of Bill Self. I've been told that when Bill Self comes around, that's a guy they feel comfortable with. That's a guy that they say to their players, Bill Self's a a guy you should really consider. Now, Remy Martin hasn't been in high school for a long time, but we'll see if there's any residual effect during this transfer portal recruitment. Speaking of recruitment, as we are sitting here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, I said there was some recruiting that is directly affecting Kansas. Again, I had said that Ty Ty was going to announce in a few weeks. I also said that Bryce Thompson, I can't remember if I said he had committed to Tulsa or if he was strongly leaning towards Tulsa. Well, former Kansas University, University of Kansas, how dare I, Jayhawks point guard Bryce Thompson is transferring within conference. How about that? Bryce Thompson is going to go to Oklahoma State. Oh, Bryce, you dirty dog. It always feels, I don't know, it always feels as if there's a stain, right, when it's within conference. And who knows? Look, this may be just a kid who sort of feels like uh, a missed opportunity. What did I leave behind? I had the taste of my original commitment, but Oklahoma State was the school that came up second on Bryce Thompson's list when he was still being recruited. And it sort of feels like a jilted lover, right? It's like, oh, let me come back to you. I I, I never liked Bill Self. I never liked Lawrence. No, no, no. It was always you, Stillwater. It was always you, Mike Boynton. You're the apple of my eye. Let me come to Stillwater, where the water never moves. So Bryce Thompson... Is going to take his broken jump shot. Sorry, I'm being salty. He's going to take his five-star athleticism to Oklahoma State to, again, quote-unquote, master recruiter 
Mike Boynton. He's got all the hype videos on his Twitter. He's got all the all the is stu- all the things about his decommitment. And here's the picture just about an hour ago. Quote, let's work. Committed to Oklahoma State. He's an Oklahoma guy. Not surprised that he went back there. It's a pretty natural fit in terms of lifestyle, if you will. Oklahoma guy. Familiar with the territory, familiar with the coaching staff, obviously. Was heavily recruited. And we'll see. Oklahoma State brings back a lot of their roster, except for, of course, Cade Cunningham. So there's a talent void. And there's sort of a black hole of ball handling and a go-to player. And Bryce Thompson's going to try to ply his trade and be that force. I wish him all the luck. I truly do. I think it's an interesting decision. And when you sit on the outside, it always looks a little bit, dare I say, fishy. When it's within conference, right? And you go to your second or your runner-up, in your recruitment trail. And I've sort of gone off a little bit here and there about how I feel about Mike Boynton. I think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's that great of a recruiter. And I think it looks, like I said, pretty interesting from this perspective. Also, Oklahoma State, that's where Bryce Thompson went and broke his hand. Remember middle of the season. So maybe it's like a therapy thing. Like you got to go back to that scene of some of your greatest traumas and overcome. I hope that's what it is. I hope he overcomes whatever it is that Bryce needs to overcome. Mostly his jump shot. Anyways, moving on. With it being the dog days of college basketball, we turn our attention to the pros and other old friends in the NBA. The players I'm going to start with today, a little retrospective on, on their season, how they're doing. I went and I started with the players with teams that have been eliminated or on the cusp, which is only three, which is good, which means we have more Jayhawks to talk about in the coming weeks that are still playing meaningful basketball. And basically, we're just leading up right to like Joel Embiid, who's an MVP candidate. But Kansas started the season with 11 Jayhawks on 2020-2021 NBA opening day rosters. That was tied for fourth most amongst D1 schools. It's interesting. I went through all the rosters of teams that have been eliminated and or on the cusp, and I only found three Jayhawks. This is going to be a, sort of a brief segment, right? It's and on one hand, I was like, sort of disappointing. There's no Jayhawks peppering these rosters. Then I look up this number, 11, tied for the fourth most. Not bad. Although, again, 11 feels pretty scarce and then as I'm looking through all these rosters I see obviously a ton of Duke I think I saw a lot of USC as well USC actually has a good amount of players who are filling out the depth of rosters guys like Chemezi Metu and I took a look at the Rock Rockets and you know Kevin Porter Jr.'s there filling things up so Kansas I guess they have players on teams that matter right <laughs> that's one way to put it so we start with, do I say fan favorite? I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but Josh Jackson. 
Josh Jackson's having an up and down year. He's with Detroit, which I think is a good fit. If nothing else, because he's a Michigan guy, right? Maybe a little bit of a comfort level. And he's had some games where he's put up numbers. Look, Detroit sucks. The Pistons are an awful team. They are 20 and 50 as we sit here today. They are looking to probably, hopefully get that number one pick. But Josh Jackson has a couple games littering his his game logs, 25 points. You know, I I saw there's 31 points against the Washington Wizards back in April. Uh, He's on, well, there you go, 29 points a couple days ago against the Spurs. 29 points against Oklahoma City. Josh Jackson's biggest issue, though, is that, well, sometimes it's himself. But he's now on his third team, right? And that's going to be the case with someone else I, I bring up in just a moment. Sometimes the biggest thing with these players, especially these young players, you got to get drafted into the right fit. You got to find something that works for you. And you need a little stability, right? Josh Jackson has gone from Phoenix to Memphis, which was a disaster. Memphis was a bad scene. He went down to the G League. And he's, he's now in Detroit, and he's having moments. So with that being said, Josh Jackson this year is averaging 13.3 points per game with four rebounds per game. He's shooting only 30.9, so let's call 31% from three-point range. So that tells me, look, he's basically the same player that he was at Kansas. And I was really high on Josh Jackson. Maybe it was a homer in 2017 when he came out of KU. He got drafted in the lottery. Because I thought he still had a massive ceiling to reach. Like, where he was starting off with, the the defensive tenacity, the toughness, the athleticism. If he could have fixed that broken jump shot, speaking of which, I I thought he had a real chance to be a superstar. Granted, sometimes he's been his own worst enemy. But he still is not that great from deep. And it looks like he's potentially looking like a solid role player, right? Just not a superstar. 13 points per game, four rebounds. Tough, again, but not a great shooter. But in today's NBA, positionless basketball, there's still a good place for him, especially if he does iron out that jump shot. So Josh Jackson is with Detroit. Keep an eye on him, or don't. The Pistons are pretty unwatchable. (laughs) Which leads us to... One of my favorite Jayhawks of all time, a guy I've had a chance to meet, a guy I saw at the airport last year. I was like, wait a second, that's Svi Mikhailuk. And at the time, he was actually on the same flight as me as he was heading to Detroit when he was still a Piston. Svi, of course, has been traded mid-season, now on his third team as well. And ever since he's gone to Oklahoma City, things have picked up. Now, the biggest issue for Svi is the consistency. Like, for as many games I see in double figures, like a 20-point game against Indiana, you know, he's on a nice little run right now, 17 points in back-to-back games of 14 versus Sacramento. You know, he's got a couple stinkers as, as well. Two points in 24 minutes. Six points, six points, four, four points in 18 minutes against Toronto. 
And the other issue is he's on a young team that traded Chris Paul. I believe Shea Gilgis Alexander's hurt. And Oklahoma City is having a rough go of things. 21 and 49 on the season. They have lost, oof, what is that, seven in a row? And in fact, oh my goodness, I'm looking at, I'm just looking at Oklahoma City's game log right now. They won a game against Boston, go figure, on April 27th. And apart from that, they lost every other game of April. And they have started May with six straight losses. So it's a tough scene. But Sfee was traded midseason from Detroit. And he's had the better performances in Oklahoma City, and hopefully he just has found a home, right? He's been in the league now three or four years, and he's already been traded three times. Drafted by the Lakers, traded to Detroit, traded to Oklahoma City. On the year, he's averaging 8.3 points per game. From deep, he's shooting 33%. So again, he's sort of brought in to be a sharpshooter, right? Got to find that consistency. Got to find a home. I think he's the biggest deal for him. You know, Detroit wanted him to be a point guard at times. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be an issue in Oklahoma City if he stays there with Shea Gilgis Alexander, who I think is really special, out of Kentucky, of course. So that's V. Biggest part of his season is the midseason trade. You know, he goes back to Oklahoma City, back to Big Twelve country. Maybe it'll help. I don't know. And the last player on today's docket, on today's docket, is Devon Dotson. Look, Devon's season hasn't really gotten going, at least in the NBA. He goes back and forth between the Chicago Bulls G League team. And Devon's only played nine games of NBA basketball. And in all nine of those, he hasn't played more than 10 minutes. In fact, a game that his Chicago Bulls lost 126 to 96 to Milwaukee. That's when he got 10 minutes. Garbage time situation. Got his run. Hasn't scored more than four points in a game, though. But again, if you look at his game log, two minutes, two minutes. There's a couple of games with just one minute. So Chicago's not really turning to Devon. That's the main problem. Now, I even bring up Devon, mostly so people can find out what's going on with some of their favorite Jayhawks. But also because on Twitter, because I still follow his parents, they love to quote, quote, tweet reporters and fans, anybody who says, you know, Chicago's kind of got a point guard problem. You know, Chicago should really turn to Devon Dotson. And his parents saying, yeah, there's a pretty good one here. There's an All-American sitting on their bench. There's a guy who knows how to score. Might be worth taking a look at. <laughs> and they're right. Why not, right? Chicago also as a team, you know, 29 and 40. They're not going anywhere right now here at the end of the season. I think it was pretty clear a while ago that they weren't going anywhere. Maybe they should have given Devon Dotson more run. So that'll be something interesting to look at. Devon, I wonder, you know, again, a guy who had to work on his outside shot, right? And in fact, he hasn't hit a three-pointer yet this season. It's only attempted one. He hasn't hit one. And usually in those garbage time situations in the NBA, 
teams are just going up and down. Guys are just launching up three-point shots. So I find that a little bit interesting. You know, Devontae Graham had to go to the G League. And he had to really refine his game, get better, improve himself. And he's now carved out a role for the Charlotte Hornets. And I do wonder if that's going to be something similar for guys like Dotson and perhaps even Frank Mason, who we'll get to in the coming weeks. All right. Good stuff today. I actually was <laughs> opened up my notes and I was like, what's there to talk about today? Obviously, there's Ty Ty. You know, Remy Martin hit the market. Would love to talk about him. But then I saw the Bryce Thompson news and that sort of set me off a little bit. Um, even here in the dog days, you can always find a little something when it comes to Kansas basketball. National brand, big boy brand. And of course, with the NBA playoffs coming up, still an opportunity to talk about some of our friends. So thank you for listening. Again, hopefully you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, It's been fun bringing you the news. I will speak with you next week. Stay safe as always. I will speak with you next Thursday. And until then, Rock Chalk. One, two, three and to the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.